This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 530 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Journalists are caught on hot microphone making Trump assassination jokes. Ha ha ha. Very funny, right? And uh, Fauci doesn't remember a damn thing. But he did sign off on research for the WIV, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, uh, without really reading it. Yes, that's true. And uh, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, come on, come on. Will we absolutely have a primary in New Hampshire that's a two-person race between Trump and Nikki Haley? Is that possible? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today, 855-839-1210, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Appreciate you being here with us on a busy Tuesday afternoon. Um, here's uh, here's the thing. You know, I, I look at uh, the, the politics of 2024. And somebody said to me today, they said, how do you do it every day? And I said, I don't know, but I do know this. I do know, though, this year is going to fly by because it's going to be just a an absolute uh, 100 mile an hour every day from now until the end, until the election. And then potentially for weeks after the election. Tonight is Ron DeSantis' town hall from Iowa. Tomorrow is Trump's town hall, Trump's town hall on Fox News tomorrow at 9 p.m., uh, I, you know, I, I've said it before. I think Trump's going to be the nominee. I think that everything that's playing out that way shows that. And I think things happen that play right into Trump's hands. Like, again, the overreaction to January 6th. So Ray Epps was charged with uh, a, a, a very, very minor slap on the wrist. Even though the average sentence for January 6th protesters averages anywhere from two to three years, he got one year probation has to pay $500 and do 100 hours of community service. Now, I'll get into more on Ray Epps later, but I just want to make the point that it's the overreaction of things like this MSNBC host, Jonathan Capehart, that wind up just playing right into Trump's hands. You know, the overreaction by the left, the fact that they can't let it go. I had a friend of mine who is not a Trump supporter in any way, shape, or form. He's more, I mean, he's definitely, I would say, center-right, but certainly not as conservative as I am. But he's a great friend of mine, and we were talking about something, and he made the comment about, you know, it's really kind of hard to listen to the nonstop comments about January 6th when the Democrats were defending all the protests after George Floyd's death. I mean, they were on TV. This is what he said. You know, they were on TV going on about how these were mostly peaceful protesters and justifying it by, you know, 400 years of oppression and all the other things they did. It's like it's kind of hard to take 
all the outrage over January 6th that seriously when the very same people were turning around during the summer of love of 2020 when people were burning down courthouses and burning down Wendy's and doing all these, you know, f- Molotov cocktails of police cars and and they were defending that and justifying it. And I remember the lesser Cuomo at the time said something about, you know, sometimes uh, political violence is justified. So, you know, it, it, it all seems phony. And when you have guys like this, Jonathan Capehart interviewing former Capitol Police officer Michael Fanone, who penned a book on the ransacking of the Capitol. Uh, and then he becomes overwhelmed with his emotions, can't hold back his tears. You just you, you listen to this, you go, come on, like, enough already. You know what I mean? Like, like give it a break. But uh, cut number eight. I'm going to try to get through this. Um, thank you for what you did three years ago today. Um, please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. He had to pull out a tissue. He literally had to pull out a tissue. I don't know if it was a tissue or a hanky. Do you know if it was a tissue or a hanky, Matt DeSantis? Uh, it looked like a tissue. A tissue. Good, because hankies are disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that is true, actually. I never thought of that. That is vile. You're just continually blowing your nose into the same piece of, uh, of cloth. That's pretty good. Yeah, you're putting it back in your pocket, and you wash it, <laughs> and then it doesn't really die. You know, back, because, I mean, our, our washing machines can't get hot enough to kill anything anymore because of all the government regulations. So you're just basically walking around with a germ-infested piece of cloth <laughs> if you carry a hanky continually putting it towards your own face. Ugh. Right, it's disgusting. So, you know, for that reason, I, I'm a big fan of disposable tissues. Preferably Puffs Plus. I like the little lotion in the tissue, but um, I'm not picky. Nice touch. Just make sure you throw it away. Do you have a different preference? No, I'm saying that's a nice touch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the lotion in the tissue. It's sort of an elitist tissue, but I agree with you. Well, it's probably um, what they had at Harvard in all the dorms, I imagine, right? <laughs> the Puffs Plus, the not even the generic. Most colleges have a like generic toilet paper, but of course at Harvard, you guys probably all have bidets, right? Uh, there were, are no bidets at Harvard, not that I've seen. Um, yeah. Did you ever try using any of the tissues here at Odyssey? It's like rubbing your nose with sandpaper. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised we still have tissues. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised they don't, it's not a coin-operated vending machine to get one at this point. I feel like they bought the worst tissues on the planet in bulk, and now we're just forced to deal with it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Bring your own tissues. BYOT, buddy. (laughs) Bring your own tissues. What can I tell you? Uh, If that's your biggest complaint, you haven't been reading the emails. Anyway. um, (laughs) Let me use this opportunity to move on and... uh, Get to a clip of uh, Donald Trump talking about the, uh, the 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 situation in Georgia, where he talks about the prosecutor down there. Jesse Waters broke the story last night about how uh, Fannie Willis, the district attorney in Georgia who brought the case against Trump, actually has her lover involved in all this and is making all kinds of money. Trump talked about that today outside of the courthouse, and uh, this is what he said. Take a listen. A sex scandal is rocking President Trump. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong clip. Hang that's on. That's all right. Here we go. She was out of her mind. Now it turns out that that case is totally compromised. In fact, they say she's in far more criminal liability than any of the people she's looking at. So I think that when you look at what happened where they pay a lawyer with absolutely no experience, $700,000, who happens to be her lover or her boyfriend, 
and uh, then they go on trips and vacations together, very expensive vacations together. And the reason they paid him so much because he was after me. Because this way they can afford to pay him a lot more. It probably passes a certain test. And that's a very sad thing that happened in Georgia. And I would imagine that case is going to be dropped. Um, every legal analyst that I've spoken to, every legal analyst that I've read have said that case is so compromised now it has to be dropped. Uh, very good people were very badly hurt by that case. It's a shame. Very good people. People did nothing wrong. Uh, they did nothing different than what Democrats have been doing for years and years and years, whether it's slates or anything else that you're talking about. But they were very hurt, and it turns out that uh, she profited tremendously on that case. It's illegal. What she did is illegal. Now, that, of course, is a big story of the day today, brought to you by our friend, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. He is the master of dental implants. Please visit him today for that perfect smile, VenariaDental.com. Uh, you know, Trump's right, by the way, about that. And I think my prediction is the D.C. Circuit Court, based on the judge's arguments today, is probably going to come out and say presidents don't have immunity. And then what's going to happen is that the Supreme Court's going to hear the appeal, and then this is going to this is going to go on for a while. It's a very big question the Supreme Court has to tackle. I'll get more into this in the next hour, but the bottom line is this. Jack Smith's case, his dreams, the special counsel, his dreams of getting Trump on the stand before Super Tuesday, not gonna, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It's it, it, there's no chance that happens. And that's the bottom line. And I'm telling you right now, for him, this is the biggest disappointment. Because they want every day to be January 6th, and they want Trump to be on trial, and they, they ultimately want him to go down. And, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's not even a situation right now where you can have a straight face with these people. You can't even keep a straight face. AOC, what is wrong with Anderson Cooper? I kid you not. I know her voice is grating, but you have to listen to the irony of these people. They impeached Trump twice remember that twice one time was for making a phone call to ukraine and and it was perfect read the transcript and the other time was for january 6th and in here is representative alexandria ocasio cortez the cortez the leader of the squad i mean these people have it's just like the same way that they don't comment on the summer of love they have no sense of irony these people whatsoever cut number seven what they're using and what they're doing is taking impeachment and taking all of the most serious procedures that we have as a country. And they're learning to use it for political. They're politically weaponizing it for an election purpose, for a political purpose. And in doing so, they are putting the people of this country, everyday Americans, absolutely at the bottom of the barrel. And they're putting themselves first. Mm. It's a selfishness that that really endangers this country it endangers our electoral process it endangers our legal process it's deeply cynical and it's done to re-elect themselves and line their own pockets here right i mean yeah it's just the irony is just amazing with these people it really is it's just so rich amazing they asked a vampiric one nancy pelosi uh, they dug her up from uh, where she was visiting romania transylvania a region not a town and she came back she flew back <laughs> and by flew back i mean you know she turned to a bat uh because she was well, she can't fly right now because all the planes lost their plugs so you know but plugs are the problem right stop. now. stop <laughs> i said but comma plugs are the problem right now what's the problem you're you're treading a very dangerous oh, line you, here you have a childish sense of humor is the problem at the <laughs> that may be true 
but I feel like uh, uh, let's just leave plugs out of the equation. Your, mi- your mind's going straight to the gutter every time Always. he says something. Oh, constantly, right? Yeah. It's like the freaking pull-up bureau over there, constantly <laughs> with the censorship, with his hand on the button. Speech police. Yeah, it was here. my fault. Yeah. No one ever could have thought anything other than the, the comma being there. I just would have said she would have flown in a plane, but plugs are the problem. <laughs> I don't, I don't hear anything wrong with that. Yeah, there's no... Right. <laughs> Sorry, that was my bad. You're right. You're right. There, there's nothing that could be misconstrued there. Yeah, if you can't hear the comma in the in my in my tone of speech, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not I'm not a writer. I'm a talker. But but I will be with a writer, Terry Hayes, on February 7th. So make sure you get your tickets for that. It's going to be a great night as we talk about the book, The Year of the Locust. His first book, I Am Pilgrim, to this day... One of my top three favorite books I've ever read in my life. It was about ISIS uh, fiction, but I mean, you feel like you're there. This book right now is about a CIA guy who goes deep into Iran and then has to try to figure out a plot against America that is supposed to be more spectacular than 9-11. I I love this book. I can't put it down. So join us for that February 7th. Just go to 1210WPHG.com. And you can uh, get your ticket to join me and international global best-selling author Terry Hayes, February seventh. All right, I would love to see you there. Our speaker series are always fun. We always have a great time at those things. We're also going to do a lot more uh, of these events coming up in twenty twenty-four. Do a lot more political things, and we'll be at bars more, which is always a great time. And we'll even do more things around beer. That's a tease. Not that I don't love wine, as you do. I, I as you know, I love wine. And uh, thanks again to my buddy Jack Tomasello for sending me some of his finest Pinot Noir. It came in very handy the other night. Uh, anyway, here is uh, the vampiric one, Nancy Pelosi. I'm with uh, Snarky Jen Psaki. Uh, cut number six. Do you feel still feel confident in him serving as Secretary of Defense? Well, I'm a big fan of, of, of the Secretary. I think he's done a remarkable job as Secretary of Defense. He commands great respect. In fact, I was going to give him a call this past week about something, and I thought I'll just do it when I get back to D.C. But um, uh, that's really something up to the, him and the President of the United States, because nobody knows better than the Secretary of Defense and the Commander-in-Chief. Yeah. You, you know, I, I'm sure that they'd be saying that if this happened under, under Trump. I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that that would be the exact the exact same reaction. Right. Such frauds. Uh, speaking of frauds today, Fauci went before the uh, House Select Subcommittee on the origins of covid. And as you can imagine, Asanto Fauci, he said uh, a bunch of nonsense and flip flopped more than 100 times. According to the Daily Mail, Fauci flip-flops during Congress grilling. Ex-White House doc ducks more than 100 questions about COVID and admits he approved risky Wuhan coronavirus research proposal without reading it. House Republicans said Fauci's pandemic policies were full of drastic and systemic failures. He backtracked on past claims his agency never funded gain-of-function research abroad. He was grilled by them for two seven-hour sessions. He admitted he signed off on millions of dollars worth of grants without reviewing the proposals and appeared to admit his agency had little oversight of the foreign labs he bankrolled, like the WIV, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, this was all closed doors, so we don't have any audio to share with you. But Republican Congressman Brad Wenstrup of Ohio, who's the chairman of that committee, he said Fauci's testimony uncovered drastic and systemic failures in America's public health systems. 
Clearly, the American people and the United States government are operating with completely different expectations about the responsibility of our public health leaders and the accountability of our public health agencies. According to House Select Committee on Coronavirus, Dr. Fauci denied remembering key details of the response more than 100 times. They also said that he commissioned a paper to disprove that COVID leaked from a lab because he wanted everybody to believe it came from an undercooked bat burger with a side of pangolin fries and a raccoon dog aioli sold at a wet market just blocks away from the WIV. They said he backtracked on his earlier insistence that the U.S. did not fund experiments that could make viruses more transmissible or dangerous, known as gain-of-function research. Fauci's marathon testimony has been a long time coming. The House Subcommittee on the Coronavirus compelled him to appear before members nearly a year ago, but the finer details were only finalized late last year. And uh, we hope to have hearings in public, but remember... The key thing here is that very early on in the pandemic, going back as far as February 1st, 2020, Dr. Anthony Fauci was working diligently to downplay the idea that this virus came from a lab. And he had a call with this guy named Jeremy Farrar and Francis Collins, the guy who sings, wonderful karaoke singer. And what Fauci said was the suspicion was heightened by the fact that scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology are known to have been working on gain-of-function experiments to determine the molecular mechanisms associated with bat viruses adapting to human infection, and the outbreak originated in Wuhan. Emails from February 1st, 2020 acknowledge that scientists in Wuhan are known to have been working on gain-of-function experiments to determine the molecular mechanisms associated with bat viruses adapting to human infection and that the outbreak originated in Wuhan. It was December 2022 when Dr. Andrew Huff, the former vice president of EcoHealth Alliance, became a whistleblower and said he believed grant funding provided to the organization by the NIH, the organization being the EcoHealth Alliance, was linked to the creation of SARS-CoV-2. That is what you know as COVID-19. He said the pandemic was the result of the U.S. government funding of dangerous genetic engineering on coronaviruses in China. Um, yeah, you know, I could use a little musical interlude, Matt DeSantis, if you don't mind. That'd be great. We have a little bit of Francis Collins singing. I think we could all use it on a rainy day. Yeah. Rainy days are for lovers and for bad karaoke versions of Under the Rainbow. Oh, turn it up. I get chills. No quarantine. Ah. We'll all stay well and healthy thanks to a safe vaccine. Thank <laughs> <laughs> these shots came very fast, so all my fears are now behind me. I don't think you hit the note there. My family now can leave our home, visit stores, and freely roam. Masks off, finally. Don't think you hit the note there either. It's awkward. Past the pandemic, life will resume. 
Anyway, Fauci also pled the fifth several times today during the um, uh, closed-door session with the House Select Subcommittee on the Origins of COVID-19. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Uh, checking in on Twitter, Lou C39 on Twitter says, Rich, I have a question. Why the hell refunding our enemy China with such research? Why wasn't that research being done here in the United States? Uh, great question. I think the better question is, why is that research being done at all? Why are we creating? And I'm not saying you support this, Lou. I'm just saying that I think what we all have to realize is that creating Frankenstein's monster with the idea that we have to create him so we can figure out how we can defeat him if he ever escapes from the, you know, from the lab and terrorizes the village is a really, really bad idea. It's a really bad idea. We got to stop tinkering with nature like this. This has to stop. It has to end. And these pharmaceutical companies, they get it, they get it coming and going. You know, they get the money to create the virus and then they get the money to create the treatment for that virus. And that's why the gain of function gravy train continues. Signs of autumn signs says, Rich, thank you, Rich. I was about to eat my Mike's sub. And then you talked about hankies. Dear God, I'm sick now. My dad used one for years, and they came in a cute little box with a cute ribbon to blow green snot into. Yeah, my grandpa used one as well. Actually, my dad did for a number of years, too. Disgusting. talking about him. How many dinners do you have to ruin? That's true. But MAGA MAGA Man says, Rich, they cancel plastic bags single use where I live and, and shop. It's ridiculous. Everything in store is plastic. But I'm expecting them to cancel single use tissues next. That's a great point. <laughs> I, I could see that. We're going to have to all live in a world of hankies. There was that big uh, report in the Washington Post earlier today saying that you shouldn't drink bottled water anymore. Why is, oh, that's the right. The nanoplastics. The nanoplastics, but, yeah. I like nanoplastics. There was also a line in that study, though, that kind of got glossed over quick. There were nanoplastics found in tap water as well. It wasn't exclusive to bottled water. And they were saying nano, nanoplastics could get lodged in your skin from clothing. So basically, they're everywhere. I don't know why they they zoned in on plastic bottles. Uh, oh, I do know why. Well, it's because they, they want to get rid plastic, of them. But right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. They want to ban them. Look, I'm under the presumption that everything we eat, drink, wear just has microplastics or nanoplastics in it at this point. So who cares? Yeah, I think at this point, we should all probably recognize that as well they have a hundred to a thousand times more plastics in bottled water though than tap water they're saying but i mean we're i expect that at some point we're just going to morph into a into plastic at some point you know what i mean so (laughs) there's no way out of it i'm also certain that the type of bottled water you're drinking is probably going to uh determine how many nanoplastics you consume right the type of bottle water well, yeah. yeah if you drink water with extra nanoplastic in it you're probably gonna have more well i could see a scenario in which these like flimsy plastic bottles that a lot of different brands have adopted could uh i guess leach more plastic into the water you're consuming oh that's a good point can we name in other problem? words as they try to make it more eco-friendly quote-unquote they they're so thin that you're going to get more plastic not less yeah that's what I would, I, I would imagine right can we name drop these brands sure who cares all right uh dasani that 100 percent is microplastics it's in a very it. thin Those bottle thin yeah bottles yeah they also have the annoying little bottle caps. Now, they make these bottle caps so tiny, and the, and the bottles are so flimsy that, for example, if you do a speaker series, which we've done in the past, 
And and I used to do advance, you know, for politicians back in the day. So we would do things like we'd stage town hall meetings and you put a bottle of water there. You, you always have to unscrew the top. And the reason why is because as you, you know, if you, if, if the, the water bottle is not unscrewed and the candidate's sitting up there trying to unscrew it, it turns into a whole Marco Rubio situation with the water and it gets <laughs> awkward, you know. But the other problem is, though, if you do that and then the speaker grabs the bottle, these flimsy bottles, then it shoots up like a, you know, like, like, like a geyser erupting. <laughs> you just shoot, so you have to actually pour some of the water out. Otherwise, these bottles are so flimsy that all it takes is just maybe, you know, a, a quarter of an ounce of pressure exerted on it for it just to, you know, all over the place. Would have thought so much went into, you know, quenching your thirst during a speaker series. I would have never known that. See, it's not easy, but, you know, Nanoplastics was my high school David Bowie cover <laughs> band, says Exile in Jersey. Well done. Uh, yep. Yes, this is uh, a social media check-in brought to you by our friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, by the way, where relationships matter. Uh, Gain of Function is how they created Doomsday, the villain who was responsible for the death of Superman in DC Comics. Marcus Aurelius saying that. That's true, and yet I take... As much as I I hated the Justice League movies because of Ben Affleck as Batman, I still think that that research that was done was more credible than what Fauci signed off on. I'm just going to say that for the record. Uh, 855-839-1210 if you'd like to play uh, play along, or you can tweet along at home, at Rich Zioli. Today is King Philip the Unaccountable State of the State Address in New Jersey. We'll have audio of that for you tomorrow, I'm sure, with uh, plenty of trumpets to be uh, blazing. But uh, the governor did did declare a state of emergency because of all the rain that we're getting right now. So be careful because there's flooding and whatnot. I don't know if uh, the Vine Street Expressway is going to flood again like it did a couple years ago. If it does and you are an idiot and you cannonball off and you jump into it and you swim in it, you deserve much more than just nanoplastics in your body. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you remember those idiots doing that? Yeah, that was disgusting. Or was it last year or the year before? It all flies together. I don't remember exactly when. I feel like it was a couple of years ago. That guy went viral, too. I was still in mornings because I was I was getting off of the Schuylkill and to get to 30th Street Station, and the water was starting to rise. And shortly after that is when it really rose, and the Schuylkill flooded, and then the Vine Street was just completely underwater. So people were going on the overpass above it and then jumping off of it and swimming in that disgusting putrid water. But for the record, I want to say that it's still not nearly as disgusting as the water that I was in for the dunk tank at the uh, at the Children's Behind the Badge Foundation Bend to the Shore <laughs> bike ride. So, talking about nanoplastics. Yeah, the water did look pretty disgusting. Disgusting. Disgusting, I'm telling you right now. Uh, all right, we got a lot more to chat about. I'm going to give you uh, the latest on everything that's going on with Trump in court today. The appeals court judge asking Trump a hypothetical question, or Trump's attorneys a hypothetical question. And uh, Democrats are now wondering whether Biden should agree to debate Trump. This story that I shared with you a little bit yesterday kind of plays into a lot of what we talked about today, which is all these rumors out there that Michelle Obama doesn't want Biden to do well because maybe they want to switcheroo her. Or something else I mentioned earlier, which is that Democrats in New Hampshire are now turning around and registering as Republicans because they want to back Nikki Haley. That's right. And there's another question revolving class action lawsuits and candy bars. I'll share that story with you as well. 855-839-1210. Oh, you have some audio of King Philip the Unaccountable. We really? do. Yes, from his severe weather press conference, which just concluded. Do we have the trumpets? 
All right, cue up the trumpets. When I get back, I we'll it. share a little bit of the uh, of of the king's uh, warning to the peasants. All right, we'll do that straight ahead. But first, I want to tell you about my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. It's an amazing offer. I mean, this is an absolutely amazing offer. So courtesy cars, like let's say you bring your car into Cherry Hill Volvo, they may give you a courtesy car to use, or if they're going to pick you up or drop you off valet service, they'll use a courtesy car. Well, they have right now their S60 courtesy cars. These are absolutely gorgeous with less than 5,000 miles on them available for you at Less than $29,000. It's an amazing, amazing offer from my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. These cars are beautiful. They are like new. And 5,000 miles? I mean, are you kidding me? That's nothing. That's nothing. And the S-Class is made right here at their plant in South Carolina. So this is an incredible opportunity for you to drive an almost new car for $29,000. It's an incredible opportunity to get luxury for less. I had the, the S60. I drove it for about five months. loved it. It was like the Batmobile. Super fast. Uh, incredible technology on there. See, Cherry Volvo is undergoing a massive renovation to their dealership. And so in order to serve you better, they are open. They have ha- uh, ample opportunity, uh, in- inventory, excuse me. And they are ready to meet you today. So start the new year off with the luxury vehicle you deserve a Volvo from Cherry Hill Volvo it's a great time to visit with many incredible incentives available again hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo to get a courtesy S60 Volvo for less than $29,000 they are the most accessible Volvo dealer to Philly and South Jersey right across the bridge Judith Yosef and the entire team look forward to meeting you whether you want to do something besides the S60 is certainly up to you but I'm telling you this is a gorgeous sedan but maybe you want to do the SUV you know Days like today where it's raining and people drive like idiots, I'm very grateful that that Bridget has the XC90. That's the third row SUV. The kids are nice and safe and sound and she runs them to all their activities and and we drive to either the Grand Hotel for our broadcast or up to visit her family in the Adirondacks, we know that we'll get there nice and safe because Volvos are some of the safest cars on the road. Or maybe you want to do the Care by Volvo lease program that I'm in. Every five months, you're eligible for a new Volvo, or you can keep the Volvo you have, or you can cancel the lease altogether. And one low payment includes your car insurance, prepaid schedule maintenance, tire and wheel care, 15,000 miles annually, excessive wear coverage, and more. Or maybe you want to be really smart and take advantage of this incredible opportunity opportunity to get a Volvo courtesy S60 vehicle for under $29,000 with less than 5,000 miles. Just go see them today. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Medication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. Your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. If there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. My dad wasn't around. And I remember riding a bike and falling off and cutting myself. And me never would just want to get back on it. People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike? And you didn't. I didn't teach them. I just created an environment where they taught themselves, and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This new year, it's time to finally lose that weight the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. 
With NJ Diet, you will lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5-NJ-DIET. 855-5-NJ-DIET or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. The king has uh, declared an emergency peasants. I'll get to that in a moment. I also want to share with you that uh, Maryland, the state of Maryland, their largest school district, uh, Montgomery County, they drove up their legal expenses by 548% last year. Hiring le- this, is what the, this is what the left does with your money. Hiring counsel to investigate the school district's potential cover-up of sexual harassment and defend the district against parental complaints over mandatory LGBTQ plus plus IA every letter of the alphabet curriculum. Montgomery County Public Schools has so far spent four hundred twelve thousand five hundred forty-four more on legal fees this fiscal year period than last, due to substantial litigation on two separate matters pending in federal court. The district spent 80000 in legal fees in July through August of 2022 and about a half a million in July through August of 2023. Yes. And the new president of CBS News has been accused of using her clout to promote minorities while unfairly sidelining white journalists, a woke and divisive practice that sparked multiple employee complaints and a major internal probe in 2021, according to the New York Post. 
Ingrid Cyprian Matthews, a 30-year veteran of the Third Place Network who took the helm in August after her boss left in a storm of controversy, also had been top deputy to ex-president David Rhodes, who exited CBS News in January 2019 following a slew of high-profile scandals, which included sex harassment allegations against Charlie Rose and allegations that 60 Minutes boss Jeff Fager presided over a discriminatory culture. Rhodes' boss, CBS CEO Les Moonves, was ousted over accusations of sexual misconduct, which he denied. Now, some insiders are chafing over the promotion of Cyprian Matthews, a Dominican-born executive who is now the top-ranked woman of color at CBS News. Current and former employees reveal that two and a half years ago, she was the target of a six-month human resources investigation by CBS parent Paramount Global into accusations of discriminatory hiring and management practices. Uh, By the way, as I always mention to you, the corporate media, the reason why they don't do real journalism anymore, like I'm going to get 60 Minutes once did a thing on Ray Epps. I'll get into that in the next hour. The reason why they don't do real journalism anymore is because they're corporations that own their news divisions. And Paramount Global is a great example. Paramount Global has lots of shows and movies that they need to show on screens in China. You know what I mean? Uh, NBC News is owned by Comcast, Xfinity. ABC is owned by the parent company Disney, which is owned by the parent company China. You know what I mean? So you can't expect actual unbiased journalism from the corporate media in today's day and age. It's all about it's it's all money for them. And and being woke, they think, is their pathway to victory. Of course, it's not. But, you know. Uh, let's see here now. Among the explosive claims were that Cyprian Matthews supported the promotion of an African-American correspondent after she personally witnessed him verbally abusing a female colleague. Elsewhere, she was accused of cooking up phony excuses to replace a white reporter with an African-American for a plum assignment covering the aftermath of the Capitol riots. In yet another instance, a white job candidate claimed Cyprian Matthews told her it would be easier to hire her if she were a different color as she passed her over. So you think these things don't happen, right? They're just conspiracy theories. Uh, The HR probe was cut short. It was conducted by Jennifer Gordon, an executive vice president of employee relations at Paramount Global. It was cut short. The investigator failed to interview key witnesses before she concluded merely that Cyprian Matthews was a bad manager with limited resources, according to a source close to the situation. Uh, The dumbest lawsuit I've ever read in my life. I love class action lawsuits, and I really wish that I had gone to law school sometimes because I could do stuff like what this guy is doing. This guy, Anthony Russo, Tony Russo of the Florida-based law firm Russo Firm. He um, he's representing now a major class action lawsuit against the Hershey Chocolate Company. You know, Hershey is in Hershey, PA. It's not far from us, two hours away or so. And uh, Hershey Candy Company. Makes delicious chocolate of all sorts. Well, it turns out that uh, they're in some uh, potential legal trouble. At issue is whether Hershey fudged on the packaging of seasonal treats. (laughs) Oh, you laugh, but recent wrappers showed tiny eyes and mouths on chocolate pumpkins and ghosts. But the candy inside was faceless. (laughs) No. This is the stupidest lawsuit I've ever heard. You're not even done describing it, but please go on. I'm captivated. This next part is particularly troubling. They had chocolate footballs. However, when you open the wrapper, 
The chocolate contained no carving for the laces as depicted on the wrapper. How are you supposed to throw them? Anthony Russo of the Florida-based Russo firm says this has caused untold hardship to his client, Cynthia Kelly, and not less than 100, perhaps even thousands of other chocoholics. This is a trick, not a treat, the attorney quotes from one online review. The complaint says a YouTuber was left flabbergasted after you open up the packet and you are presented with that monstrosity. <laughs> Without the stitching, the chocolate football looks like eggs. <laughs> Now, you laugh, DeSantis, but the lawsuit alleges that the candy maker and its subsidiaries, affiliates, suppliers, and their employees furthered a common scheme to induce members of the public to buy these seasonal chocolates by means of untrue, misleading, deceptive, and or fraudulent representations. The complaint says that violates Florida's Deceptive and Unfair Trade Practices Act, and they're seeking $5 billion in damages. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So there are. Uh, and, and by the way, if if they're successful in court, and you are one of the litigant, you're one of the claimants of this litigation, you will receive a coupon for one free chocolate football in the mail. That's why class action lawsuits. I love them. I sign up for all of them. <laughs> well, he's going to do well. Five million dollars in in damages. Yeah, well, this is what they. I, one of my is the only axioms in life is that uh, the lawyers always win. You he know definitely what I mean? will. Yeah. So this guy's going to win. There's no chance that he actually wins, though. This is ridiculous. Right. Uh, <laughs> Mass had a great lawyer joke. He said maybe it was Kevin O'Dowd when they were filling in for Dawn. I was listening to them, and the joke was California has more lawyers. Uh, New Jersey has more toxic waste dump sites. Do you know the reason why? And it's because um, California won the coin, no, New Jersey won the coin toss. It's like having nuclear waste sites is worse than, (laughs) better, yeah. Yeah. You'd rather have the the nuclear waste sites than the the lawyers. See, I'm not a a lawyer, but lawyer jokes. Uh, Let's see, we got an email from Jacqueline Roth. She emailed Greg Stocker, Darth Stocker, corporate shill slash co host of Kale and Company slash brand manager slash. Uh, El Jefe slash the head honcho. Um, Rich always uses the above quote, Ophelia doth protest too much. I know the original quote from Shakespeare is, quote, methinks thou doth protest too much. And I keep wondering if there was some place where it was bastardized about an Ophelia. I think that would be a riot. Please let me know. Actually, the original quote is kind of a thing, but it's either... The lady doth protest too much, methinks, or methinks the lady doth protest too much. But Ophelia is the lady that he's thinking about, so she's thinking about it. It's Hamlet's mother, Gertrude. But I always, um, I always say Ophelia doth protest too much because that's the woman who's the subject of that. But the actual quote, Jacqueline, is it's either the lady doth protest too much, methinks, or methinks the lady doth protest too much. Depending on the uh, particular uh, Shakespearean scholar you're speaking about. (laughs) You don't strike me as someone who would be that into Hamlet or Shakespeare in general. I'm surprised. Well, we are coming up on the Ides of March. And the other question that I had the other day from a friend was, is it et tu, Brute? Or is it et tu... uh, I don't even remember, because it's et tu, Brute. I don't remember what the stupid other question, the other... But it's et tu, Brute. Et tu, Brute, you know? Like, and you, Brutus? 
when they, you know, the Ides of March and when they kill Caesar. I've heard people say Julius Caesar. I've heard people say et tu Brutus. Perhaps that was the alternative you were thinking of. No, I think it was the way that they pronounced Brute. Oh, okay. It was like et tu uh, Bruet or something. I forget now, but no, it's it's et tu Brute and you Brutus. But yeah, I guess it could be et tu Brutus if you wanted it to be that, right? Yeah, I, I always hear people pronounce it that way, which I guess is technically incorrect. Yeah, my Shakespeare's a little off. I did take a uh, Shakespearean theater class in college, so I consider myself to be a Shakespearean-trained actor. <laughs> did you really? I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. That doesn't sound enjoyable. Well, I was the only guy in the in the class. And, oh, that's uh, pretty good. There were a lot of girls in the class, I'm just saying. You know. And it was, uh, I had to do an elective you know, the Maryland had those stupid things where you had to take electives. And so I did, I had to sign up for theater. And uh, it was a Shakespeare thing that we did. And it was like me and like two gay guys and then like 20 hot chicks. That was the class. <laughs> Wait, did you have to put on a play at the end of the semester? We did. We, yeah, we did. We put on uh, Richard III. Oh, somebody. Are you in the play? Someone has to find that, that tape. Can't answer that, but I do know that... Uh, that's a he, yes. It's in the archives. The character of uh, of Richard III, the corrupt king, is certainly who Phil Murphy envies and tries to embody <laughs> every day. No question about it. The bastard king. Someone at the uh, University of Maryland, get me that tape. Somebody there. It must exist in the audio archives. Uh, actually, Al Pacino is a big Shakespearean actor. Do you know that? Is he? Yeah, he used to do Shakespeare before they tapped him for The Godfather. Oh, I didn't know that. He did uh, He did a bunch of plays, and then it was actually Francis Ford Coppola saw him in a play, and that's why he wanted him to be Michael Corleone. And at the time, they were like, who is this guy? No one knew who he was, and obviously, so they didn't, they didn't want him. And um, at first, he had signed a contract with another movie studio, and that movie studio had wanted another actor for one of their scenes— one of their movies by the name of Robert De Niro. And they didn't want De Niro for The Godfather, so they actually agreed to make a swap. So the two movie studios swapped Pacino for De Niro. And then, of course, ironically enough, they would both be in Godfather Part Two, although not have a scene together, but, you know. Wait, so what movie did De Niro end up doing? Do you remember? I forget. I, I think it might it might have been... Um, it might have been Taxi Driver, actually. Oh wow! It might, it might, may have been. I'm not. Sure. I forget. You got to see on Hulu. They have this spe- this uh, special called. Uh, it's all about the making of the Godfather. It's called The Offer. I, oh, I, you know what? I, when you were talking about it, I, I do sort of uh, jog my memory. That's a very good show. It's great, phenomenal show about the making of the Godfather and all the hurdles they had to do to, to make it. And there were a lot of them, from getting the mafia to sign off on it because they, you know they didn't want it. They obviously did not want this movie made. Um, Frank Sinatra did not want the movie made. Uh, the studio didn't want the movie made. They didn't have any money. Actually, they were kind of broke, <clears throat> and they wanted to sell the rights to the Godfather back to another movie studio. They didn't want to make the movie. They wanted to cut it and try to save money. The suits did because the suits always make excellent artistic decisions, obviously. Uh, and yeah, and then, and then all the fiascos that they had during the performance, like, I mean, during the making of the movie and it almost, it almost fell apart. So multiple times, the Godfather almost never happened. Miles Teller is Al Ruddy in that show. Excellent. Yes, Philadelphia's own Miles Teller, and he's fantastic in that show. And John Brazier from the Phillies told me a great story about that. So Miles Teller, when when he came to the Phillies game over the summer, was right after Top Gun came out. 
And they didn't think he would need security, so they just kind of escorted him to his seats. But he got mobbed because it was right after Top Gun came out. But apparently he's a very nice guy, and, and he's local. and you know. But he's great, he's great in that movie as Al Ruddy. Fantastic. But the guy who plays Michael Corleone, that guy is so good, I think that he has to be related to Al Pacino in some way. I mean, he he nails it. Also, the guy who plays Brando. I mean, they all do. They're great. The acting is fin- phenomenal. It's a great show. If you haven't seen it, you love The Godfather, you got to watch it. It's great. I, I may I may rewatch it, as a matter of fact. The only, I, the only thing I didn't like was uh, Giovanni Ribisi plays the mob boss of New York at the time. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I think he kind of overacted a little bit in that, oh, in that part. I love Giovanni Ribisi. I think he's great in everything. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't really do it for me of that. <laughs> but, but it's very good. It's a good show. And, and uh, apparently a true story, but although some people disagree with Al Ruddy's interpretation of it. And The Godfather went on to do quite well. And they even might have made a sequel. <laughs> So I've heard. Uh, but His Royal Highness King Philip the Unaccountable always wants to be the Richard, uh, King Richard III of uh, his time, the corrupt king. So he warned the peasants about the rain. And, of course, like anything else, we have to uh, give the trumpet so the king can have his due. So without further ado, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peasants, gather around. His royal ruggedness, King Philip the Unaccountable, thinks you're all idiots who can't drive in the rain. And he wants to make sure your filthy peasant asses get home safely. Arses. I would just say this is one I would strongly, strongly, strongly encourage folks to not uh, underestimate. Um, This, while it's not snow in January, I think the human nature is to say, well, it's not snow, we're going to be okay. But we've seen with Ida and other storms that a lot of rain, high winds, and flooding can cause not just a lot of damage, but put lives at risk and indeed an item one more me. please with the trumpets if i could from the town crier mm-hmm. 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 go ahead yes mm-hmm. peasants gather around his royal highness king philip the unaccountable is worried that his rug may get soaked along with your filthy peasant tents do not leave your peasantry you filthy filthy animals blessed residents. So we are declaring a a state of emergency effective at 5 p.m. tomorrow. And that call is based on both the severe weather forecast. Oh, wait, hang on a second. We have some breaking news. Uh, I got mentioned in the Philadelphia Inquirer. This is great. So uh, remember how yesterday I was proposing, I kept saying how I was going to be on Jesse Waters' prime time. To talk about the uh, the William Penn statue. Yeah, it was a real bummer. So the New York, so the Philadelphia Inquirer wrote a story about this: the life cycle of an internet controversy. How a proposal to remove William Parks, uh, Welcome Parks, William Penn statue was derailed online. They actually brought up the fact that I promoted that I was going to be on Jesse Waters during the show a bunch of times, <laughs> and that I ultimately wound up tweeting. <laughs> They actually brought that up. Wait, I gotta find. I gotta find that. I just got a Google alert on this. They have Byron New York posted. Um, let's see. Blah, 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 let's see. Let's see uh, if I can find it here. Um, Rich, okay. Rich Scioli of twelve ten WPSC Talk Radio, who had previously promoted a Fox News appearance to discuss the proposal, said on X the segment was bumped because of the plan's withdrawal. And what I did was I requoted Governor Josh Shapiro. I I, 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 I quoted him and I wrote, "He was terrified of my impending Fox News hit." So they put that <laughs> in the Philadelphia Inquirer story. That's awesome. 
Thank you, Emily Block, for covering that. I love that. That's fantastic. I'm definitely going to follow you on Twitter, and I'm definitely going to uh, tweet out your article. That is awesome. I love that. Any mention is good mention as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I bl- I said that Shapiro was so worried that I was going to be on Jesse Waters' prime time that he immediately called the National Park Service, terrified, and um, told them that they had to keep William Penn, that the Zioli Army at the end kept, we saved William Penn because he was so afraid of my impending Fox News appearance. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's truth. And it's correct. It would have been Just, nice if they had kept their war with William Penn going for maybe like 90 more minutes, though, right? Well, I think that's why Shapiro hates me, because he could have waited and <laughs> done it like at 9 o'clock, you know what I mean? <laughs> but whatever. So anytime I'm mentioned is good good mentioned, even if it's in the Inquirer. So look at that. All right, we have a lot to chat about in the 6 o'clock hour. Donald Trump immunity claims. Uh, will Barack Obama be arrested for murder? Our fourth and final hour, straight ahead. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 